0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to if we can just say once again. Wow, boy, I'm already starting off great. Way to go! I am your host, the bumbling, fumbling Stephen Ogle, as always That's with me. That's the most accurate description I've ever Is my co-host, heard of you. the interrupting, lovely and wife, Jessica Carter Ogle.
1: Lovely and wife. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just I was brought to high alert by that amazing description of you.
0: Y'all got an insight into what it's like to be me saying something and then being interrupted and talked over.
1: Oh geez.
0: It's just it's an every.
1: Get out your tiny violin. It's an everyday thing. life is so hard.
0: She literally like that's the level of patience that woman has man. I'm not even finished with my sentence and she's ready to cut me off.
1: I'm always on guard. For one of your stories, which just circles the block till the car runs out of gas and can't even be pulled in the driveway. So I apologize. It's a knee-jerk fear that I'll be stuck in this basement
0: forever while he's telling a story. Now you gotta stop making me laugh because I still have this like like nagging cough that just like I cough when I laugh too much. So don't make me laugh a lot.
1: And I've got this nagging husband. <laughs>
0: That's ridiculous. (laughs) Not even close. I'm a truth teller. What can I say? Woo. I don't know about that. But. So what's up? Hi, everyone. Welcome back.
1: I feel like you paused for them to say hi back. I hope somebody did.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I like to give people a chance, you know. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: We're doing another Monday recording. We we are. As we had a full weekend.
0: Very, very busy. Very busy weekend. um, Yeah. it, It. when you do a house project that you think is going to be like, oh, this will only take like an hour, it's going to take two.
1: It's going to take two days. I feel like, like every house project is at least three times more in, intensive or task oriented than you assume.
0: Well, like I mentioned, like I said, if you think it's going to be hours, definitely going to be two hours. Yeah. In this case, I thought you know it take you know about three hours probably to do it all. It ended up taking like six and then a little bit more the next day
1: well so and then we
0: because we took a break and went and did something for your mom so or yeah your mom and your dad so we hung our tv mounted our tv in the living room in the corner
1: yeah a corner mount
0: because so we have a corner stand we took it off the stand and we mounted it in the wall and
1: my dad came over yeah, because we need,
0: we had to have three people. This was not well, a two-person project.
1: Well, you originally went to Best Buy with my parents on Wednesday. I had a hair appointment and a tons of errands. It got a great bang trim, just side note. And you went to Best Buy and to buy cough drops, which you're still needing as you're hacking away from the mic. Yeah. Um, and my dad had to get a new surround sound because if if you guys recall, I was saying how their power went out, their generator blew everything, all their surround sound blew. So they had the extra warranty. Best Buy couldn't fix it. So they give you monetary value of what you lost and then you can put that towards, you know, something new. Yeah. So they went to get something and he said, well, I told you I'm going to help your dad put that up or I'm going to put it up on Saturday. I said, I didn't realize that. I thought my dad was coming here Saturday to do... Our TV mount. So my dad was coming here Saturday morning to do our TV mount. Then we were going there Saturday afternoon to do their surround sound. And I was helping my mom redo our spare room. And it just turned into an extravaganza. And
0: your dad came here, what, an hour and a half earlier yes, than what he was originally going to come? As the
1: day progressed, my dad would be like, well, if I had come when I was supposed to, it would be this time now. <laughs> if I had come when I was supposed to, it would be this time now. I was like, are we going to do this all day?
0: We're doing this every half hour. What's happening? Um, yeah, so he helped us out. Um, I, I like to have your dad come over from hanging anything. He helped me hang the TV here in the basement. Um,
1: he helped mount all. Oh, that was the fourth mount job which, he did with you. That which Eric bad.
0: Eric was here for the one we did by the treadmill and the one here in the basement. He no,
1: he was just here for treadmill. Was Eric not here for that? No. I thought Eric was here in the
0: basement. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of the fact Darren was here for the wire management that was here like a couple days after. Yeah. Because it was the weekend they came in. Um,
1: Anyway, we'll just take a moment to think through some things on air.
0: Yeah, why not? Um, But yeah, so we did upstairs and, you know, it's in the corner where one wall is the wall that's got all of our stove and microwave on on the other side. And at a certain point, I, you know, got a stud finder, found studs, and then I drilled into the wall and I found aluminum, like metal, and I can't go through that. And I'm like, great.
1: And you weren't just drilling into the wall for the bracket. Either you were cutting a hole in for the...
0: For the wire management, for the wire to go into the wall. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got in between these two studs. And I just, I didn't think. I didn't think to use like a pinhole drill just to drill through just to see if I That's hit stuff. That's your stud.
1: problem. You never think.
0: And if I had used the other wall instead, which was like a closet wall on the other side, if I had used that, I'd have been fine. But I used the wall that had the stove on it and drilled out a circle and, uh, or, you know, Pulled it out, and there's aluminum on the other side. And I'm like, well, I can't stuff cables down into this because it's sheetrock up to aluminum. Yeah. So that had to be patched. So we put that back in there, and, and your dad puttied all that. And then I went to the other side and did it. Put the TV up and everything. Cool. Sit down on the couch, and then you can see the cable management behind the TV because the TV was too high or the cable management was too low. It just turned into a whole thing. So
1: And then you we rose we raised up the hole but the whole time I had said the height that we wanted the TV and somehow they did all the measurement when they got it up there. It was about four inches too high. Yeah. So we sh- what we should have done was just move the TV down. But instead you moved up the hole. <laughs> and then that night I'm like, I have a kink in my neck looking at this TV. So then my dad had to come back Sunday. He was planning on coming back just to putty the hole again. But he had to come back to move the whole bracket down the four inches because I just yep. wasn't feeling it.
0: And we made a trip to Lowe's. Let's see, we made a trip to Lowe's during all this to get. Man, what did we go get when we went to Lowe's? The first time, oh, went to Best Buy. No, we went to Best Buy because I wanted a longer HDMI cable because I only had like a
1: forty-five dollars for an HDMI cable.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's what happens when I when I thought that what I had was going to work. So
1: seems excessive.
0: Yeah, so I got a new HDMI cable, and then. then shortly after that, when we got back, we made a trip to Ace Hardware to get more screws and stuff, different screw screws. I think screws. you went
1: to Ace Hardware Sunday, too, didn't you? No. Oh, no, you didn't have to. So, and then after Saturday, like, my dad was over here for about four and a half hours.
0: Longer than that.
1: We left about two. Oh, we left about three yeah, about five and a half hours then we went over there for him to put his stuff together and Steven still forgot to do a couple things for them I feel bad like they were here for two days and we didn't yeah um and I helped my mom clean out the spare room but
0: and know, I'll, I'll go over there this week and take care of the other yeah. stuff but I got their surround sound set up and their surround sound sounds awesome RT- their
1: floor vibrate like they were watching yeah. Top Gun and I was standing there and the hardwood was vibrating
0: yeah it's 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 heavy duty um which is really cool and then uh i got we got our s- stuff set up and then after they left on sunday i was still doing cable management cuz i have to have cable management yeah. i can't just have a bunch of cables sticking they were here like,
1: for a couple hours on sunday too
0: yeah but they left while i was still doing that yeah i
1: and was then, just waiting to get my decor up
0: yep and then i got all that set up and put put on some vinyl it all sounds great tv looks great we watched some some of uh some tv last night some golden girls and gotta tell you the gals look great on the tv
1: i was tired like normally we we record on sundays but you know we did all that saturday and when we left my parents we went to the grocery store so we came home from the grocery store put all of our stuff away just trying to get stuff done i was exhausted i don't know if i'm still a little covid tired or what but i feel like i'm more tired than i normally am so we'll see how this week goes i don't know um and then Sunday, I woke up and I meal prepped while he was doing stuff and we did all that. So, honestly, by one o'clock Sunday, and we sprung forward. So, with the time change, like yep. I was totally thrown off when my alarm went off yesterday morning because my parents were coming. I felt like I was ripped from sleep. I took off my eye mask. It was still dark in the house, dark this morning. Like, I can't stand it. That hour, like, threw me off. I wasn't as tired when I was going to bed last night, trying to get back into running today. It's a whole thing, but i said to him i'm like let's just record monday like i don't have the capacity <laughs> like i'm just my brain is moving slow and i don't have and i had a big like governing board meeting at work today and all this stuff and i'm like oh i hope i'm not all mad after that i was more just like eye annoyed so it was okay
0: yeah and, and i had to go into office to take care of a few things which i don't i don't go into office you know as much as she does um So that was interesting for me. And I leave before she does because I got to be there for eight. Yeah. Yeah. So so
1: that was weird. Soph was by herself today. You said she she hasn't been by herself. She's very rarely by herself during the week. And she knows like Monday mornings. She knows I leave, but you don't normally leave.
0: Oh, when I'm leaving on a day during the week when I'm up and... Got on, put on pants and a coat and shoes. She's looking at me like, excuse me?
1: Yeah, she's starting her body checks as you're trying to get out the door.
0: Yeah, she's like, where do you think you're going, pal? Yeah. That's not that's not part of the routine. So, um, so yeah, and then when I got home, the first thing she did was, you know, she checked me out, but then she's looking in the garage, she didn't see your car, and then she just starts attacking me.
1: I uh, wish we had a nanny cam for her. I texted <laughs> you that today, I don't know if you replied to me, but... I'm like I wish we did, and I could just watch her, see what she's doing, being
0: cute. I'd set up I'd set up more cameras, but my wife won't let me, so I don't know. You had to talk to her about it.
1: Uh, she sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't know how she's married to you. It's real, it's a real humdinger. Yeah. He also so, decided when we went when he went to Best Buy that we need to get a new TV, which we need new appliances first. And the irony is with that new TV, with the TV mountain in the living room, I think it looks way bigger than it did. I feel like we got a new TV. I wish that satisfied him.
0: No, what I told her was is that I would like to start saving money to buy a new TV so that I can buy it outright. versus not drop a ton of money. Versus like having to put it on a credit card or the Best Buy card or whatever. Like I, I don't want to do that. Like every TV I've ever bought, I have had the money set aside. I go in, I put it on a Best Buy card and then I pay it off within a week.
1: I'm fine with that. I don't like to take chunks of money out of our life, so
0: I and, prefer to save and it's not even set
1: aside over time.
0: Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Because the TV I saw is an OLED Sony Brava 65 inch. It is absolutely insane. Your mom stood next to me, and they have a 65 inch like a TV that's two years old. that's a Sony Sony Bravia as well. And she stood next to me, and she was like, "I cannot believe the difference."
1: Why would she say something like that? Like she, she was had amazed. Elapsed. She was a knee jerk. She should have never said that to you are my dad. <laughs> she made a mistake. She didn't know what she was doing. <laughs>
0: I hope she's listening right now and laughing. She didn't <laughs> she's <know>. like Jess. <laughs> she didn't know what she was doing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so this week we got coming up. Uh, oh, No, 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 no. no. Oh, sorry, my I'm bad. gonna. Sorry, I have it out wow. of order.
1: I have it out of order, but I wanted to go... Um, as you all know, you have all heard stories about <laughs> Stephen and wood. How he loves his wood. We got it. We wow. Got... <laughs> Do you want to give, give some more into that? His firewood.
0: Jeez. We,
1: as Once you it, all know...
0: Second podcast in a row for all you new listeners. PSA, we are a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, I'm my not wife sometimes anything wrong. My you, wife sometimes goes off the, the go, go off the gutter edge. As you
1: all know, we um, bought wood at an estate sale that wasn't selling wood but we bought it it's so bad that after the storm that original storm i was telling you guys about branches were down the ice storm our friend julie texted and was like i was thinking about Stephen and wondered if he was going around the neighborhood picking up wood well julie let me tell you yep that i took so on a stroll last week and we went out a different way and i was like oh there's some good wood over here huh. and so i told him about it so after work on thursday i think yeah, on Thursday he gave me a pair of my outdoor gloves. Got a tarp. Got his, and we drove around the neighborhood collecting wood from people's curbs.
0: Yep, we sure did. Oh and my then god, I, and it was I ridiculous. To, I I vacuumed her car when we got back home.
1: It was ridiculous, but we got a big snowstorm on Friday. Not big, but enough to cover and make everything like wet, not not pick upable. Yeah. So. You know, we got that, but I'm like, oh my gosh, who are we? We're loaded in the car. We're got a tarp here. We're getting all this wood. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. We had to put it all in the garage because the weather, like we didn't have a, I'm not going outside to, uh, so Soph's just stuck in the garage, sniffing wood. I can't get her to come in. So ridiculous. I had to get a bunch
0: of stuff. Like, I I needed a bunch of the smaller stuff. A bunch of brush, a bunch of, like, you know, kindling stuff that'll get the fire going. That's what I wanted. Because we've got plenty of big pieces of wood, but I just needed starter stuff. So that's what we went around grabbing, a whole bunch of starter stuff.
1: I can't wait to have a fire like today we had i don't even know what it did today I it snowed all day yes you could say it snowed but it was like misty wet rain snow nothing accumulated everything melted on pavement some stuff stuck to grass but it was like being hit in the face with just like misty thick wet rain like yep. I, it was very weird and all day
0: yep I'm all not, day
1: I had to stop at the store after work, and it was really coming down. And then I got home, and it was a little bit better, so I was able to take soap, But I'm like, oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't even know it was supposed to happen.
0: First time my car is sat outside in a parking lot and got snowed on did you give it
1: a pep talk did you let it know what was going to happen it
0: needed it needed to know in advance and i was like i i'm sorry like well, I, maybe she this... she was not she was not prepared for it she was not prepared to be sitting in the cold all day in the snow it's not something she's experienced before so
1: i don't think i've ever heard you refer to her as a she
0: i, I mean i mean come on that's I a mean, thing i
1: know it's a thing i just it's a thing
0: it's a car it's a she it's always a she
1: well, I guess, it's like boats. did this boats count are for always... the car wash you didn't get the other day?
0: Absolutely not. That's the dumbest thing you've said on the podcast yet. Today.
1: I guess I must not have said I love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway, gosh. Yeah. I,
1: I want to wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yep, that'll because, be coming up on yep, Friday.
1: We will be posting this episode tomorrow, which is the 14th. So yep. Friday is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Be safe. Yep. So, and just a note: not everyone is Irish, <laughs> so not even on St. Patrick's Day. So be careful out there. Oh Don't my, act a fool. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, we have a week of concerts, one of which is going to be on Friday. Um, you guys might have. Uh, I'm
1: already tired. Just anticipating what you're going to say.
0: Um, we went and saw Punch Brothers and Bela Fleck back in December. Yeah, I think so. And uh Bela Fleck had a mandolin player playing with him. Her name is Sierra Hall and she is doing her own headlining tour at small venues and she's gonna be in Ann Arbor on Friday. So we're going to that I'm excited about that. That'll yeah. be fun.
1: That's the third event for this week.
0: Yeah, because Wednesday we're going to see uh blues musician, uh Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He's about two years older than me, his first album he was fifteen or sixteen years old when he made his first blues album and uh, he is touring this year for the 25th anniversary of his second album, which in my opinion is his best album, and he's going to play the entire thing front to back. Can't wait. I've never seen Kenny Wayne Shepherd live, but uh, I've watched so many videos on YouTube and Austin City Limits and you name it. I've watched tons of stuff with him. I've got all his albums like I cannot wait to watch this dude set a guitar on fire. It is, I mean, he is just something else, man. It's next level. He's, that's also he's in awesome. Ann Arbor. Yep, and then Thursday, Thursday, we're gonna go see our friend Esteban.
1: Yes, hopefully.
0: Yeah, hopefully. is. I hope the weather and stuff and all that kind of stuff well, isn't bad or anything. we're getting our
1: new furniture delivered Thursday, and they need to give me a three-hour window, and it better not be between 5 and 8. That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, because we're going to go see Yesto at, at, down at the uh, phase, uh, Brewery, brewery on. Yeah. Um, haven't seen him in, I don't know, it's been probably a year since yeah. we've seen him. So that'll be cool. Get us some good good Mexican food. I yeah, can't wait. Yeah, he's
1: doing a pop-up as well as Chi Fan Lee who does Chinese food so yeah. we'll see I don't know if it's like a collab or just two pop-ups I'm not sure
0: We'll tag we'll oh. tag him at least uh I don't, I don't know if Jess tags him on Facebook but we'll at least tag him on Instagram I'm sure yeah. she's friends with him on everything but we'll tag him so if you guys want to I'm
1: friends with everyone anyone yeah. that knows me knows I'm just friends with everyone <laughs> I'm that kind of personality So
0: so if you guys want to know exactly where it's at and the details on it you'll you'll be able to follow uh yeah, follow off of our site off of our post or whatever um so, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be some good food on a Thursday night. Sierra yeah. Hole on Friday, Saturday. What are we doing on Saturday? We tell us about this. We are going to
1: see the Simon and Garfunkel musical with my parents. Very exciting stuff.
0: T- tell them exactly about why it's we that we're. I going think to we see
1: might that. have talked about this already, but um, as you guys know, Stephen doesn't like to go to musicals with me, and I mentioned it to him, and he's like, "That sounds like something your mom would really enjoy." So I asked my mom, and she's like, oh, I would really enjoy it. So would your dad. So I went back to Steven and said, well, you're going now because all four of us are going. So that really backfired. Uh, yeah. So that's, an, that's a matinee, though, so that'll be nice. It'll, it's at 2. Um, yeah. And then we're going to see Elise Trow on Sunday, Yep, yeah, so who good. we've talked about. Yeah. A few times before. Yeah, she'll be so. at
0: the L Club in uh Mex- Mexican town. So I'm yeah. excited about all of these. These will be good. I mean it'll be it's, good. It's all different music. We'll get blues. Yeah. We'll get uh some uh progressive bluegrass, we'll get some uh, you know, old school classic rock with Simon and Garfunkel yeah, and then Elise rock. Trow, we'll get some uh, looping and fusion, uh, kind of jazz, kind of rock, kind of this and that, pop. It's a little bit of everything because yeah. she does all the instruments herself and loops it right there live on stage. It's very fun to watch. Like, she's very, very talented. Yeah, she plays opened drums. for
1: Incubus, so we have seen her once before.
0: She was the solo opener yeah. for Incubus yeah. on their 20-year anniversary of Make Yourself, which yeah. just blows my mind that, like, they had one opener and they chose her. She plays drums. Bass, guitar, keyboards, sings. She's great, man. Look yeah. her up on YouTube. Uh, she has one album. I know it's on streaming services, and I think she might have just put out, like, a couple of singles lately because she's on tour. This is a headlining yeah. tour for her, so, yeah. We'll be give fun.
1: our review of all those.
0: Tons of concerts um, to see this week.
1: And I do want to give a shout out to my girls, Abby and Sadie, who turned 12 years old today.
0: Yeah. Abby
1: and Sadie are my parents' dogs. They are Shepherd Lab mixes. They're the cutest things in the world. We shared them to, I shared it to our story today. Yep. So happy birthday to Abby and Sadie.
0: Yeah. Yes. And by cool. today, she means Monday 313.
1: Day. Yes, 313. Oh, that reminds me, I wanted to get tickets for the DSO, Detroit Symphony Orchestra, was doing a special. Three dollars and thirteen cent price for three one three Detroit Day on some symphony tickets, which would be very different for us, Stephen. Yeah, that'd some be Detroit cool. I,
0: I like symphony stuff. Yeah. Um, I have. I don't
1: have any preference on the day or what they're performing. I just would like to go.
0: I uh, I I listen to a lot of different soundtracks and stuff, and I really like Hans Zimmer. I've always liked the London Philharmonic Orchestra yeah. and stuff they've done. Um, I, I I grew up, you know, listening to bluegrass. And the difference between a fiddle and a violin is the style of music you're playing. If you're yeah. playing bluegrass, it's a fiddle. If you're playing violin, it's orchestra. And I've yeah. always liked string sounds. Like, I grew up on that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to go. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. I,
1: I'm going to look at tickets later because I think it's just today. So
0: I'll have to nudge Jess to wake her up because it's just music, no lyrics. So she'll, she might be sleeping, but I'll have fun.
1: Anyway... <laughs>
0: Maybe get her a drink or something to keep her awake. Oh, that'll help me stay
1: awake. (laughs) That's perfect. Good idea. Um, Uh, And then on Friday, actually, you guys have heard us talk about Phil before. Phil is my... This past Friday. Yes, this past Friday. Phil is technically my old boss, although I was more of the boss. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, he's just like family. I've known him since 2007 when I started working for him and we've stayed close and he's the one who performed our marriage ceremony. Yep. Um, He is actually performing a um, funeral service that I asked him to perform. So he is a really close, just a close friend, close family um, and we went over his house Friday for a fish dinner. He got, you know, it's Lent time, yep. for those of you who are into that. And he got a fish dinners from the local Legion, as those places do. Steven is, like, cracking up right now. <laughs> and so we went over there and had some drinks, met a friend of his um, who was over there as well. And the four of us had dinner. And it was just so nice. I had such a good time. And he's one of those people that... No matter how much time passes, no matter how long it's been since you've seen him, you pick up where you left off. It's genuine interactions. Like, I care about him so much. We had such a good time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were talking about just having, like, support in your life and having people there for you. And I will say, I have no idea what it's like to not have anyone there for you, to not be supported. And I know there's so many people out there who are alone, who don't have that support system, especially in this day and age, in this economy, in this world of inflation and prices and rent and the cost of living not matching up, just all of that stuff to not have support, to not have people there to help you. I don't know what that's like. Um, When Max and I broke up, if you all recall Max from a previous (laughs) podcast, um, just a spoiler, I never dated anyone named Max, but... When Max and I broke up, you know, I had been laid off from the clinic I worked for with Phil. Like Phil was also working there. He, you know, he kind of owned it. He was the kind of the owner of the clinic that was contracted through the hospital. So as everyone knows, I was laid off. Phil was laid off. They closed us. So I was laid off. I was, my ex and I had just broken up. So I got laid off in November. He and I broke up in March. We were living together. I still hadn't found a job yet. So, you know, I had to move out. He was working. He could stay there, but I had to move out. And I remember talking to Phil about it. And I remember him saying to me, well, whatever you need, if you need to stay with me, you can stay as long as you want. You can come and stay with me. And I thought that was just, that meant the world to me. I had my aunt from Missouri saying to me, come to Missouri. Like, I I know you're hurting, but come and and get away. You can stay with me. You can stay with us for a while. My parents obviously telling me to come home, and I went home and moved in with my parents, which, you know, at the time, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to be. I've been out on my own for so long, and what's the dynamic going to be? And honestly, it was just such a great experience, and I think it was such a great experience. for Me and my mom got even closer, if that's even possible. And like, I remember, and I've said this before, when I originally moved out, my dad was the one like sobbing in the doorway and, you know, very upset. And when I moved out the second time, my mom was more upset because she was retired. I wasn't working. We spent a lot of time together. You know, we did a lot of things and I'm very close to them, and I just am so grateful to have all those people in my life, you know, and my uncle also lived out of state, but I know I could count on him if I needed, and I told you guys we cleaned out the basement, and I was going through, I think my mom um, through, when I went through confirmation, my mom was to write a letter from my parents, and like, the letter she wrote stands true, if not truer, to this day about the relationship we had, and I'm so grateful that we have just gotten closer That there wasn't, I read that letter and it was like she was telling me all those things today. Yeah. And it makes you really realize that a lot of parents tell you they're proud of you and in the moment, whatever, it doesn't always ring true or you don't always feel it. Or sometimes it's going through the motions, but I've never had that with my parents and I'm grateful for it.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I like Phil. Phil's a really good guy. He Um, is. Uh, he's got a great accent being ir- yeah, he's Irish, Irish and all, but yeah. he's, uh, man, he's just, uh, he can, to use his words, he can read the room yeah, really well, not yeah. like a, like, not moderately, like expertly. Yeah. He can read the room and see what's going on and knows how to react appropriately. Yeah. Um, he is, man.
1: I remember He's a
0: good he's a really good guy. I like him a lot. He's got a lot of wisdom. Yep. Um He's very funny. He's ne- he's not overbearing at all. He listens. No. I mean, granted, he's a he's a behavioral therapist. Yeah, he's a, so, he understands a the concept of of social work and listening even yeah. to just your friends and family. But man, he's just he's got little nuggets, man that's just beneficial. Yeah. And he's I've said good, to you all and, before. And he's just willing to just tell you. Yeah. Like, he's not trying to keep anything to himself on knowledge. Like, he's ready to share it with yeah. you. He's great, man.
1: I've told you guys before, like, I already knew whenever I got married, he was going to perform the wedding ceremony. Like, I think I just told Steven, like, oh, I know who's going to marry us. <laughs> I better let you meet him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think I've been I've been pretty lucky my whole life to have have that kind of support and people to... Give me advice and give me guidance and that I can talk to. And even if you don't agree with everybody on everything, you know that you can still go to those people.
0: Yeah, I had a good support system in Tennessee before I moved here um, of friends and family. Um, uh, my my family's the type that is the literally will bend over backwards and break their back for you. They love you that much. They will do whatever's necessary to help you. Yeah. Um,
1: we both have that. We're both very lucky.
0: Yeah, uh, that's just that's been ingrained in me f- my whole life from my family. Um, I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again it, it, the the amount of strong women in my family is just I I don't know I don't know what my family would look like without the strong women that are in my family. My Aunt Melanie, my Aunt you Liz, say I my Aunt right Risa, <laughs> my mom, my grandma. Like, I mean they are like that and it does man it's not it's not even a question like any one of them can carry the load at any point in time for the others too like that's just they that's just the way they work they pick up the slack the other one leaves behind in the moment um man they they're so they're i mean they're the pillars of our family like and and I guarantee you, my father and my uncle Jerry would say the exact same thing that they're the pillars. Oh, they're the, sure. they're what holds our family up. Is is the strong women. So, um, man, I love my family. So when I moved here on my own, only I only knew a handful of people. Ricky being one of them. Yeah. Um, Ricky and I, we've we've had ebbs and flows in our relationship. Of being like when I first was first here, like we saw each other all the time, and then eventually we both got married, and then. You know, you don't see each other as much, but now we're back into a place of where we're talking all the time, yeah, you know, on cool. a daily basis, which is really cool. So, Ricky's been there. Um, I've always had, um, well, not always, but since about 2003 or 2004, uh, Jared has been a part of that. And, uh, that's, that's been a very cool, a really cool relationship to be, to have. Um, Cause he's another guy that's just like a solid guy that will literally like, you need help. I'll help you out. Like you need this. You need me to be there for this. Like uh, when I was going through my divorce, uh, he lived about, I don't know, 15 minutes from me when I called him and I was, when things went down and uh, I was a wreck and he was like the first person I called. Yeah. And uh, he was like, all right. He's like, I got a shower. I'll be there in in about 20 minutes. And, I think he made it in about 11 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, good friends are not, yeah. you know, good friends. I think you can have a lot, a lot of friends, but I think they it's impossible for them all to be good friends. You don't want that many people that you even share your stuff with. Like, yeah. I'm still best friends with my best friend from high school. We met when we were 15 years old and Stephanie and I are still best friends and will always be best friends. And. You know, I can call her anytime. She can call me anytime. Like, those kind of relationships. Yeah. Like, you talk about your aunts being, like, strong. And and they are. And when they say to me, oh, you fit in with this family. Or you're so good for them, for Rebecca and Steven. Like, we're happier. Like, that means a lot to me because I respect them. And I think that they are good women and good yeah. people. Yeah. And, like, even, like, my aunt, Um. and I didn't even think about this, but or I didn't say it before and I meant to big or little like my aunt knew I had COVID and I love these cookies that she makes. And she's like, I wasn't able to make them to get them to you, but she shipped me these cookies. She uses as like her second tier when she can't make them (laughs) from Amazon. And she sent them to me because she wanted to do something for me. Like that's so thoughtful. And I really appreciate that. And
0: that's really cool. It's
1: just, you know, the kind of like family that, that we have, the, If they ever say, do you need something, you can answer it. They're not just asking out of obligation. There's people that ask out of obligation. Yeah. And then there's people who you generally can be like, yes, I do need something. And they'll get it for you.
0: Yeah. And
1: Speaking of, I have to get the item that Sophia just knocked under the couch and is scraping my couch for. Be right
0: back. Okay. Um, So while she's doing that, um, my thing is is that uh, I had a period of time where I had a large uh, set of friends that I saw on a weekly basis. Um, we were all doing the same activities together of, of trying to mold young minds that is youth, um, in a church. And we spent a ton of time together. I like to refer to it as spending time in the trenches, because we were planning together. We were trying to figure out how, you know, how, what things can we do to enrich these kids' lives beyond religion, just more into um, friendship and how to be with one another and how to be there and support each other. Like, those things were just as important. And, uh, man, when I, when I look back on my early years in Michigan, I think about the fact that I spent a good a good nine 10 years working with youth from various different churches and um, like the biggest thing, teaching them how to support each other Yeah, and how to be that support because yep. um, I saw a lot of kids that didn't have it at home and that's, that's what was the hardest. When you meet a kid that's, you know, he has three younger brothers and sisters and the dad's an alcoholic and the mom's working two jobs and now he's taking care of his brothers and sisters and he's 15 years old. Like, I can't tell you how many times I saw something like that. And that's, that's, that's somebody that's going to always like wonder what a support system is. And that's what our job was is how do we show them what a real support system is and be there for them? We pick them up. Exactly. That's what we do. So we
1: were able to be what we were lucky enough to have. So we know how to be it.
0: Yeah. You know, so... So yeah, support system is a is a is a thing that's unfortunately not a given.
1: No, I mean even if something happened and we had to like get out of here, we could move in with your mom. She yeah. would love it. Not going to happen, <laughs> <laughs> but she would love it. But I don't think that the three of us could, you know,
0: live um, there. I I. Uh... But
1: it's you know. Even when you were here, when you had times where you were struggling, she always was like, you can come home. You can always come home. You know, not everybody gets the you can always come home. Not everybody even has a home to come home to. Yeah. And so I just, you know, thank you to all of my friends and family because I appreciate it and I'm there for you
0: and and, yeah same thing um i would say uh (laughs) i'll say i'll say this comment uh and that's something my dad would say anytime my dad was ever asked uh you know where he grew up or whatever he'd say well i was i was born in new mexico grew up in texas and and then you know but i'd really consider more baton rouge is where i really enjoyed before i moved to tennessee and, uh, and they'd be like, wow, really? Texas? What's that like? And my dad would be like, well, it's a great place to be from, so I stay as far away from it as I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of me with Tennessee and moving back. Uh, it was yeah. a great place to live, and I love you know my friends and family there, which, by the way, I also got to give out a, sh- a shout out to my buddy, Chris, in, in, in my hometown. He's somebody that's always been there. Yeah, Chris is great. Always. I every single time I go home I see Chris yeah every single time for the last 22 years that I go home I think there might have been I could count on one hand how many times that I have not seen him yeah um and we've
1: already got plans to see him when we go in April
0: yeah I mean I have to see him when I go in he is he's a nice guy he is him and Sarah both him and his brother Matt his brother Matt I don't see as often but um, they were pretty much my younger brothers when I was, you know, when I was younger and living in Paris, they were like my younger brothers. Yeah. Um, I love them both. They're both great dudes, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. support system, gotta yeah. have it. Like
1: f- if, if you're lucky enough, and, yeah. you know, I'm,
0: you yeah, know. I don't know what I would do without it. So, oh, next thing folks, it's
1: Steven's time to shine. Everybody
0: folks, it's time for. The album anniversaries this week. Boy, do we got some fun ones?
1: Ooh, sounds like it. Jess
0: never looks forward to this portion of the podcast. I'm scared I don't know of why. how
1: long winded it may get. Oh,
0: come on. It's not I'm be...
1: always I'm always worried that it's gonna be like a half hour.
0: Well, um, I'm gonna start off with a little ditty from uh so all of these take place, all these anniversaries are between March 14th and March twentieth. So just in the next week. Um 1995, Tupac Shakur, "Me Against the World."
1: Oh yeah,
0: I what that a great had album! Hal
1: "Mary" on it.
0: No, that is Machiavelli. That came. Oh, years, I know that album. That came in '97 or '98. But "Me Against the World" was the first album uh that really landed for him. That was the the big song was "Me Against the World." He also had "Dear Mama" on there as well. Oh, I know that one. Um, so yeah, great album, old school hip hop. It's not uh it's not quite old school but it's also not gangster rap yet. It didn't hit that until his next album. Um but man it's good stuff. Um a little ditty that uh uh one of Jess's favorite bands from 2004. Oh boy. Uh Godsmack released oh released their acoustic album The Other Side.
1: I do love Godsmack. Yeah. Oh
0: man. man That's probably
1: it... the band I've seen the most in my whole life.
0: And I've never seen once. And if they tour, we're going.
1: Yeah, they're at some festival this year. I, people need to stop being at festivals. I can't just go everywhere. <laughs> I have a honeymoon to go to.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to pay $150 no, a ticket for a festival to see. I really want to see God's man. Yeah, that's not good. Um, Jimmy Buffett, 1978. Son of a, son of a seller. Not a big sailor. fan of
1: Jimmy Buffett. And also... Stephen's go-to name for anything—it'll be like, "Oh, see Jimmy Bob over there," and I literally was like, "Is he pulling a joke on me and is going to say an album by somebody <laughs> named Jimmy Bob?"
0: Oh gosh, if I ever find an album by Jimmy Bob, boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it up. Um, so, uh, 2013, two albums on the same day. What? Justin Timberlake's 2020 Experience, number one. Oh which was the uh, Suit and Tie with Jay-Z. I was going to ask, is that
1: the Tuxedo? Yeah,
0: that's the Tuxedo. I have that album. Suit and Tie, and then the next one off of there was Mirrors, I believe what a great great album yeah. man i, I like him and timberlake they've been doing a lot of interviews lately talking about their timberland timberland sorry timberlake <laughs> and Timberlake. timberlake and timberland been doing uh interviews about their i can't believe their process.
1: never used that before i don't timberlake know lake and timberland that's ours if you guys want to use it <laughs> you owe us money <laughs> If um, we can just say,
0: but yeah, they've been talking dibs. about their process and how they write in the studio. It's it's fascinating the way I've those two guys do it. I've been overhearing
1: some Instagram videos or yeah. probably TikToks about
0: it. Yep. Um, the other album that came out on that same day, uh, the nineteenth, was Casey Musgraves' "Same Trailer, Different Park."
1: Good, good album. Not Golden Hour, but good nonetheless.
0: It is, uh, man. It's got the song on there. The chorus is, uh, "I'm never late to the party. If I'm late to the party with you, love it." What a great line for a song. Like, it's, oh man, it's such a good song. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Dashboard Confessional's second album came out in 2001 called The uh, Places You Come to Fear the Most, um, which I would argue to say, um, in my opinion, might be their best album. Uh, It has more songs on it that I like that I go back to listen to than any other album.
1: I would say that a place I fear the most is a place that only played Dashboard Confessional. (laughs)
0: Um, So with that, um, (laughs) next up is a band that, um, a metal band from Indianapolis, Indiana, 2007. Uh, Their original lead singer had left. And they came in with a new singer, Steven, with a PH, just like me.
1: Shout out to the PHs.
0: Yep. What, what? Haste the Day, Pressure the Hinges. Um, if you like uh, metal, but you also like your choruses sing, sung to you um, where you can understand them, but you also like a little bit of screaming and you like some good uh, metal riffs, Haste the Day is your band and start with Pressure the Hinges. Man, what a great album this was. Stephen Kitsch came in and just did a fantastic job uh, filling in and and becoming the new lead singer. Man, he's just he's a great dude. Um, actually met him in real life and he's a really nice person as well, but man, great job on that album. Cool. The last album on the list, um, 2007, same day as Haste of the day maylene and the sons of disaster released their second album which just oh, yes, that's the one i like that is the one you like that's I
1: got a t-shirt from that one
0: yep that's the uh um that's the song with uh dry the river and uh walker. brick walker brick don't, walker don't don't leave me stranded
1: it's one of my faves
0: yeah so uh those are our anniversaries this week Check them out. You'll probably see a couple of them posted on our story throughout the week with a link to where to go listen to them. But they're all streaming, every one of them. So, Very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. We got a grab bag of entertainment. I say grab bag because that's what's on my notes because that's what my wife threw up there for the notes. It's a grab bag of information this week on entertainment because we got a lot that we did. A lot of different things.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: So we started... Or we're going to start with a movie that was up for Oscars on Sunday night.
1: The Oscar mo- Best Picture <laughs> contenders were. Do you talk about a grab bag? Like they went from All Quiet on the Western Front to Top Gun Maverick to Everywhere, Everything, All at Once, like
0: to Triangle of Sadness. Triangle
1: of Sadness. I liked this movie.
0: I wanted to like this movie. I did not. In the end, I did not. Looking back at it, it was not as good as I wanted it to be. It it was artsy. I'm cool with that. Um, I, I felt like I felt like even probably the first two thirds of the movie was great, um, but the ending was way too much. First of all, way too many things that they left wide open. For a movie, I felt like I watched a TV series that got canceled and left on a cliffhanger and you're never going to know the answer See? beyond the one thing that like it cliffhangs on. Like you ca- it's kind of left up to you as to you decide how that happens, which I'm cool with that. But yeah. there's so much other things that I didn't get answers for that, like I wanted answers for. So for me, it felt uh, I felt like I needed another 10 minutes or five minutes to close everything up.
1: I mean, it's a lot of satire. It is about um, a couple models who um, end up on this luxury cruise and what happens. And I will say, I didn't know any of the actors or actresses. Except for Woody Harrelson. Except for Woody Harrelson. I don't know where he came from. I wanted to look up how he ended up in this movie. Um, It's by a Swedish director. His um, last name is Ostland. And this is his first English-speaking movie. Um, Steven says it's artsy. I think it's also just filled with like a lot of undertones, a lot of satire on the rich and just um excess and just things like that. Um, that I really liked. I felt like it had like a lot of like meaning to it. I will say it's long, it's two and a half hours, which for me is like setting aside a week to watch a movie. So I almost chickened out, but I said I'm a grown-up and I can do it. And I did it. It's in and it's done in three acts. And I will say Each act is very different, and the third act changes the tone of the movie a bit, a little bit more than I would have liked. But I recommend it. I think it's different. I think if you're looking to just broaden your cinema horizons and you want to watch a movie that you would see at a film symposium or like when Ann Arbor does a film festival or Detroit's film festival, you want to broaden your... Horizon and see something different. I recommend it. I liked it. I say go for it.
0: Um, the acting was good. I, I like the acting all around. I think everybody did a great job acting. Um,
1: I loved the beginning, that whole modeling scene. Like, I thought that was hilarious.
0: Um, I mean, there was some stuff that felt like I was watching almost like a documentary, like the beginning of it felt like it was filmed like a documentary, which was cool. Yes. Um, but like I said about the story, it just didn't land for me. But I will say, To your comment, you said that it felt like a long movie. I am someone who has watched Avengers Endgame, which is three hours and six minutes. I have watched it at least five times in its entirety, and I can tell you that this movie felt like it was longer than that movie. It was slow. I will say,
1: once we got to the third act, I started to feel the weight of the length of the movie. I was like watching the clock, and then I was like, okay, we've got about 10 minutes left, and there's a lot of stuff that isn't going to get resolved. And yeah. I, for one, often like endings like that where things don't come together, where things are left ambiguous. But I can see how someone would be like, all right, I've watched this for two and a half hours and tie at least one thing up for me.
0: Yeah, don't cliffhang so every I single story in the... in the. Sorry to talk over my bad. That's my, my apologies. So don't cliffhang every single character. Yeah. You got to resolve something. There was literally no resolve. And that bothered me. Spoiler alert, nothing gets resolved.
1: I, I still recommend it. That's a one thumb up from Jessica, one thumb down from Stephen.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Our next movie we're going to talk about, we just got two movies, Um, is a movie I've been wanting to see forever because I read the book first. Um, and it's called A Simple Favor, which starred Steven's girlfriend, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um, though I know she's not top tier anymore. It's more of a Scar Jo situation. <laughs> um, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. <laughs> they were the stars of it it came out a while ago too and 2018. I, I had been wanting to watch it on amazon prime i don't think that blake lively is necessary necessarily the best actress but she's gorgeous to look at like i <laughs> i just i love her style i loved her style in this movie the tailored suits that she wore which was her idea actually for her character like
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I, yeah.
1: Which I believe, because I don't remember that from the book. I know she was very chic, but I don't necessarily remember that. So it's based on these two moms that couldn't be more different that meet at their kid's school and kind of start to become friends. And then Blake Lively's character goes missing. Yeah. And Anna Kendrick's character has um a like YouTube channel where she does like a mom blog, a vlog, mom blog, vlog, sorry. Yeah. And she's kind of like trying to figure out what happened to her friend. Um, and it covers the whole book. And I've heard recently that they're going to make a sequel to it, which I hate when they do that, to stories that are done. Yeah. So I am fully against the sequel, but I really liked the movie.
0: I enjoy Anna Kendrick's acting. I think she is fantastic. And in this role, she is Brilliant. I mean, like she's really good in this. She takes this character and takes it on head on yeah. and kills it. Absolutely kills it. Like she's awkward, she's nervous, she's chatty, uh, she's all those things and more. And like I, I, I just I, she stole to me every scene she was in. She yeah. stole it. Like it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, Blake Lively, uh, I, I agree with you. Like Blake Lively doesn't normally stand out to me as an actress. No, she's um, not famous
1: cuz she's a good actress. She's famous cuz she's gorgeous.
0: I mean, she yeah, she's she's pretty. Um and her acting was good in this. Like, yeah. but the thing is is like when you have and this is just my opinion, but when you have scenes that are focusing on two people, if one of them is super amazing, all you need is the other person to at least meet them halfway. Yeah. I mean, and that I... is exactly what happened in this movie because Anna Kendrick's character is so much in the in the scene blake lively didn't have to do as much yeah and that was her strength because she did just enough but i also think which was cool
1: that's the character and i'm not saying that i don't think blake lively is a good actress i do i think she's fine i just she's never blown me away with her acting but it's her whole screen presence that makes her a star yeah. because of all of that. And her their characters were so very different. So it was always like almost like a yin and yang dynamic on the screen at all time or like two magnets that were just positive, positive. Like you couldn't get them to touch.
0: Yeah. But the like I said, the cool part was is that Anna Kendrick, she took up most of the scene. And I think in a way... For Blake Lively, it gave her sort of a break in this role. She didn't have to be as big in her character. She just had to walk in. Yeah. Because Anna Kendrick was already setting so much of the scene with her character being so much more animated that Blake Lively just walked in and was like, boom, she's a presence. And you knew when she was in the room and in the scene.
1: That's what I was going to say. She might not have had as much dialogue or as much screen time, but but when she was in that scene, she was owning that scene. Oh,
0: yeah. It was great. Yeah. For sure.
1: So we really liked that movie. I recommend it. I had really wanted to see it because I really liked the book. There's a storyline in the book that I was like, this is crazy. Are they going (laughs) to put this on film? And they did. So that was interesting. Um, But
0: yeah, so that was good.
1: And then what's up next? Um,
0: We have, uh, I ran into a comedian this week. His name is Anthony Jeselnik. (laughs) Oh, boy. He enunciates and pronounce things and says things in a delivery of which is exactly like her cousin, Wes.
1: Yeah, my cousin Kelly's husband, Wes. His cadence, his delivery, a lot of his content even. I, I mean, feel like Wes is telling me something.
0: Yeah, and I watched about five minutes of it, and then I hit pause, and I told Jess, I'll wait until you can watch this with me, because this is insane how much it's like Wes. I feel like Wes is talking to me right now with a slightly different uh, timber in his voice.
1: I will say I would much rather talk to Wes than watch another (laughs) Anthony Jesselnik stand-up.
0: Yeah, I mean, his content is very dark. It's very dark humor. I think it's
1: cheap humor sometimes, too.
0: Sometimes, but I think he knows that. He's playing the crowd to see what where the lines are with the crowd. And I'm fine with a comedian doing that. I'm okay with it. That doesn't bother me.
1: I, I You know how I feel. My heart belongs to Nate Bregazzi. Yeah,
0: That yeah. is my comedian.
1: I give you more credit when you can tell me the everyday mundane spin it to where I'm about to pee my pants laughing as opposed to the shock value or the super inappropriate, politically incorrect, I'm saying this to get a rise out of you. I feel like that's not as, that's just not as entertaining to me because I feel like that doesn't really, it's funny to me, I feel like Nate Bargatze is set aside because he doesn't do all that kind of stuff and so many comedians do.
0: The thing is, uh, the way I look at that with Nate Bargatze is that he's going to be, he's going to, be in a similar location to where brian regan is now.
1: yeah
0: Bri- brian regan can tour the country and sell out everywhere now yeah because he's the clean comedian and, and, and has been and
1: family friendly yeah and and i have never laughed at anyone as much as i've laughed at neat Bragazzi. i will say we watched the anthony Jesselnik special i did enjoy the title it was called thoughts and prayers because <laughs> yeah. useless yeah um which was great his beginning was funny and I thought his ending was funny, but a lot of his middle I was just like I I get what you're trying to do but like you're I can just tell you're trying to do it. Yeah. And it was interesting too because it was a live special he did a lot of audience interaction. There was a woman named Peggy that loved him to death. Yes. She laughed, she was hysterical through the entire thing. But you you did see range of faces, like faces that were st- stone-faced faces it and I'm not um like a super sensitive everything has to be politically correct I say a lot of things that are totally inappropriate but at the same time (laughs) I just was like "Uh." and it's like in those instances and with guys like that it's like oh if you don't laugh you're uptight well did you ever think that maybe it's just not that funny yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I can laugh at a lot of things that are super inappropriate, but some of the stuff I was like, it's just not, like, I look at you and I think this guy stays up at night trying to think of the most obscene thing to say. And it's like, good job. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to make me watch another one, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. We'll watch his other special because his other special is like, it, there's like a good, like, six, five or six years in between yeah. the two specials. so um yeah we'll definitely watch his other one um yeah no sorry there's four four yeah. years in between the two um, but
1: his delivery and stuff was very much like wes and some of the jokes that i found funny reminded me more of wes
0: like something wes would say yes. to his friends yeah you know to get a to, yeah. get, to get a laugh get a rise out of Um. Uh, so yeah uh i am watching a show that's on apple plus That has Gary Oldman in it called Slow Horses. I
1: don't know if we meant, I feel like we may have mentioned this.
0: So we're just going to say that Jess, because I bought her the first two books out of the Slow Horses series. She is reading the books. There are two seasons of Slow Horses, six episodes each. And the second season I'm in the middle of right now. But she's reading the books and I'm watching the shows. And eventually at some point we're going to review those.
1: Yeah, we're going to review it from, like, the different point of view and, like, our take on whether, you know, the same things were covered or what we thought were the biggest plot points from the book were actually in the movie and, you know, without him having read it and without me having seen it, so. Yeah, so
0: watch Slow Horses, Um, I I recommend it, I like it, Uh, but we're going to, we'll review that uh, somewhere down the road, not too, not too long from now, she reads pretty quick and I'm almost done with season two, so we'll get to that
1: and one final thing I watched a show on Netflix that I thought was um, just recent but I guess it came out a couple years ago it's called Turn Up Charlie it's with Idris Elba Um, it's only eight episodes they're only a half hour long and he it takes place in London and he is a DJ and he has a friend who is a movie star that moves back to London with his like famous DJ wife played by Piper Perabo, And he ends up kind of like being a nanny for their precocious daughter. And while he's trying to get back into like the DJing scene. It's a very interesting show. The dynamic with like the daughter and the, and the kind of lifestyle they live is interesting. And just overall, like I really liked the casting. I really liked um, everything. I liked seeing Idris Elba in a different role. I haven't seen him in a lot of things, but I've never seen him in anything where he had his actual accent. So it was cool to see him. I love British stuff. I love the different way they say things, the different slang they have for things and It was cool, and it's only four hours out of your time, and I thought it was—I thought it was enjoyable. I liked it.
0: Um, Slow horses is also British as well, so it's funny that you say you like British things because Slow horses is British. Idris Elba actually knows how to DJ in real life. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I recommend that turn up, Charlie. And I'm sorry, we have one final thing.
0: We have one final thing: a, a movie that I we said uh, we talked about in our end of the year awards for last year when we had our own awards. Yeah. Um, we talked about a movie that won seven Oscars last night. Yes. Everything, everywhere. All at once, and I gotta tell you yes. right now, Great if you have if you not haven't watched, if it. you have not watched that, it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Play, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Film Editing. I saw that today, and I was like, "Good," because that Curtis, movie was amazing.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis was the Best Supporting Actor or Actress, and she won her first Oscar for this.
0: Which is insane.
1: Michelle Yeoh was the actress that won. And I don't... What is... Um, it's Short Round from yes.
0: from uh, Temple of Doom and uh, uh, yes. Data from uh, Goonies.
1: But that's not his actual name. His but actual won, name... And Harrison Ford came up and like hugged him. And it was so cute.
0: Ki Key Kwan.
1: Yes. I didn't want to mispronounce it and sound like some white idiot. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah. thank
1: you for looking that up for me. But uh, that movie is fantastic. It's, it's the most unique movie I've seen in years. And it is so good. And the acting, all well-deserved. All well-deserved. When I realized he was Data from the Goonies, it just knocked it up a, a notch for me. I was like, this guy is great. And I was like, oh my gosh, Steven, that's Data.
0: That You know, the thing is about this movie is that I said... I said that everyone that's trying to make any sort of multiverse in their movies or connections to their movies for their whole universe needs to watch this movie. It's one movie that does it all. Yeah. Like it is so incredibly good at this concept that, that movie studios are trying to do now with crossing all these things over And there's nothing that you got to watch to see it. You just watch it. There's no prequels. There's no sequels. Finally. It's it's everything all together. You don't have to have uh, watched or read any sort of story.
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. (laughs) You don't need to see anything else.
0: It's literally all right there. That I Um, will say
1: that is an Oscar-worthy film. And I'm glad that it got the accolades it deserves.
0: So, Best Original Screenplay. Uh... Best Pitcher, and uh, Best Director, that is all Daniel Kwan. Okay. One guy, he got all of those. Um, performance by our leading actress, actress as she said, is uh, Michelle Yeoh, which she's amazing. Jimmy Lee Curtis, supporting. Key, oh man, I'm going to mess up his middle name again. So I'll just say Key Kwan, but a uh, short round from Temple of Doom. And then editing was Paul Rogers. Yeah fantastic and it was up for another it was a nominee for best achievement in music uh for most in picture best achievement uh music for a a specific song uh best performance for an actor supporting was in the same category with jamie lee curtis which was stephanie uh
1: she was also fantastic
0: yep so i mean like either one of them could have won and it would have been fine um and then achievement in costume design which was done by shirley curada but anyways yes. so yes nominated a, for 11 and won seven awards as a wrap that's up, awesome
1: stop listening to us and go watch everything everywhere all at once
0: yes i don't know where it's streaming but you can find it somewhere i'm sure or we bought it because
1: we wanted to watch it I, I was triangle just, of sadness by the way is on hulu turn up charlie is on netflix a simple favor was on Oh, it was on Prime, but they took it away, so we bought that one too. Jessel Nick was on Netflix, and Slow Horses is on
0: Apple. Yep. And then I am looking so, up Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't
1: think it's streaming anywhere because we bought it.
0: It wasn't oh, at the time.
1: It is, it is now.
0: Everything Everywhere All at Once is on Showtime. Yeah. So if you have Showtime, you can get it there, which you can get Showtime now apparently through Roku, Amazon, Paramount, or Apple. Woohoo! Man, that's the crazy thing about, we have so many streaming services, yes. it's insane, and it all costs the same amount, almost as cable now.
1: I don't even want to talk about this again. Woo! Can't do it.
0: Oh. Tapped out. That's her favorite topic to talk about, is how many number of streaming services we have. That's me tapping
1: out. <laughs> if you guys heard it.
0: <laughs> tapping out. So, um, wow, that, yep. was, uh, that was a lot for our entertainment, a lot of this and that that was a uh, a
1: lot for an episode that we were like I'm not sure what we're going to talk about (laughs) so where can people find us
0: ah they can find us over on uh, the Facebook Instagram
1: the Facebook the the Instagram the Twitter (laughs) the Twitter the Twitter
0: the Twitter Tumblr WordPress Uh, like subscribe listen tell your friends tell your friends give us a give us a shout out Uh, give us a review leave a comment um
1: yeah ask us a question
0: yeah ask us a question we also have an email if we can just say 918 at gmail.com yeah. um, anywhere please interact with us we'd love to hear from you guys text us even if, if you want to do that instead if you just want to be more personal cool text us and let us know how you feel about what's going on if you watch one of these movies whatever so that's what we got this week i believe that's all we can say bye y'all
1: Just talking now to we're you re-
0: now we're recording oh great yeah
1: i am your father <laughs> <laughs> that's just just kidding we're not from kentucky
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also you're a female so you couldn't be my father i can be anything i want uh, yeah even Soph didn't agree everyone's either.
1: told me <laughs>